Hello, good morning, all you beautiful people. Today is Friday, April 10th. Um, it is Good Friday, so um, this is one of the days the stock markets in the United States are closed. So no trading today. Um, I have a fun fun little one I want to walk you guys through today, though. Um, I'm going to start off just kind of briefing what this week was in the stock market. And then, uh, yeah, we have a really fun stock or not stock, we have a very fun concept of the day um, that I really just randomly thought of a couple days ago and thought today would be a perfect day with not a ton of new news uh, to talk through. So uh, market and review, this was a really hot week for the stock market. Um, obviously, it was only four days of trading because it's closed today, um, but it was actually one of the best weeks the Dow has ever seen. It was the best week since October 1974, which is incredible. Um, I'm not sure um, people saw that coming with the new news that came out with the pandemic. Um, but to actually add to that, we've seen crazy declines, crazy growth in the market over the last two months. This was the second week out of the last three weeks that have fallen into the top 10 ever for the Dow industrial average um just to put that into context i mean that's 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 insane so not only are we seeing you know a potential recession depression coming our way depending on what happens with the pandemic um but we're also seeing people seeing these stocks for a really good price and cheap and um responding in a positive way in the market so just tons of volatility that'll continue uh for a while i believe um but just kind of want to start it off explaining what's been going on in the general market and i think a lot of sentiment that i'm seeing this morning is um are people responding too strongly to a little bit of positive news that we're seeing um mark cuban came out on cnbc yesterday at the end of the day and he made an interesting comment just that um you know, I think people are are over buying right now um, because of the hope of what's coming, and he's worried that then we're going to see a deeper decline once the real numbers and real news uh, actually come in. So we'll see. You know, no one knows, as always, but uh, an interesting week for the market, no doubt. So concept of the day. So today, I wanted again. I said something fun for me. This is fun. I kind of wanted to just walk through what I do to evaluate stocks. So if I'm going to buy a company, what do I do? You know, just I'm my way is definitely not the only way to do it. It's probably and most definitely not the best way to do it. I doubt this is um, perfectly the same as everyone that has been a successful investor. But um, some of the things that I do, I actually got from things that I've learned from Warren Buffett in either things he said publicly or books he's recommended. So I just thought this would be a fun one today to walk through. So if you kind of want to follow along, I'm going to walk through the website I'm going to, the stock I'm looking at, and kind of like walk through where on the website I'm doing this. I thought that might be a fun interactive way if you're someone new or even someone experienced and just want to see what I'm talking about and what I'm doing. Um, this again, this will, this will be like V1, which would be like high level. This is what I'm doing normally most of the time. If I'm making a major investment, 
with lots of money in my, you know, from my perspective, lots of money. Um, I will, I will probably do a little bit more of a deep dive and not probably I will do a deeper dive, but this is what I'm doing. I would say 95% of the time. Um, so yeah, we'll jump in. So I'm going to go today and you can use, you know, really any of the major stock websites you can watch. I kind of change which ones I use. Uh, it really depends on um, what I'm looking for. Most of the major ones, uh, people probably would think of like Google Finance, Yahoo Finance. Those are popular ones. Very simple. You can do the same thing within Robinhood, which is the actual investment platform. I just don't think they give the detail that I need. You can also do what I like, which is uh, MarketWatch or CNBC.com. That's pretty good. I've liked CNBC's information as far as return or um, earnings. Sorry, but my favorite and the one I'm I've been using over the last year or so is called MarketWatch.com. So if you can go to MarketWatch.com, and I'll give you a second. And in the top right hand corner. I'm going to look for Apple. I'm going to walk through Apple's stock today and explain what I do. So type in AAPL. That's their four-letter stock ticker. All right. So we, we, when we pull up Apple, you can scroll down, and they have a pretty good dashboard. All right. So they have, you know, Apple Inc. It, it tells you that, you know, to, right now it's Friday morning. Uh, there's no, it's the stock market's not open, so it says after hours, has the stock price. You know the the dollar value and the percent change volume. Uh, and I think one day what I'll do too. I, I I think a great one of the things that really inspired me to to do this podcast was I realized someone like me who has spent a lot of time looking at these types of dashboards and went through business school. I feel like I have a leg up right out the gate of understanding what I'm looking at. I'm assuming a lot of people don't fully understand what they're looking at. So I think going through one of these dashboards in detail and breaking down every component would most likely be really helpful for people. So that's something I have on the radar for future podcasts. But all right, I'm going to jump in. So when I'm looking at a company, you know, I'm, I'm using Apple as an example. What I usually do right away is I scroll down. First of all, I look at the stock price, right? I think that's probably what most people do uh and really the reason for that is just to understand you know how expensive overall it is i mean that's very it, that's, the, the stock price itself technically is not uh anything that's going to drive like your under understanding of the value of the company necessarily you can have stock that's uh way cheaper per share but has way more shares be more valuable than a company who has less shares and a very expensive per share price, if that makes sense. It all comes down to the market cap. So what I'm looking for, though, depending on my liquidity or cash I'm ready to invest, I'm just curious right away how far that's going to take me if I bought Apple today. Then first thing I do, I really scroll down. If, you sc if you're on MarketWatch and you scroll down below the chart, there's a little section. It just says performance. And in there, it has five-day, one-month, three-month, year-to-date, and one-year performance. Why I like this chart is right away you can see, so for Apple today, on the five-day, it's up 11.01%. For Apple, that's crazy. That's a crazy week, and especially for a stock 
any stock that's gone up 11% in a, in five days they use it. That's usually the, you know, Monday through Friday trading period. Uh, because the markets are closed today, this is including last Friday in this number. So that, first of all, that can give you a good indication in the short term, just with recent news. Um, you know, if you missed any new, uh, public earnings that have come out, anything like that, will be caught in this. Then you go down to the one month. This is still short term, right? This is within a quarter. So this is in, a, in the very short term. And usually this will also represent uh, correlation to the broader market or the broader index. So like the S&P 500, uh, the Apple's trade on the NASDAQ. So usually in a month, one month, you probably, if you're down, like Apple's down 3.6%. If they're down 3.6%, there's probably a pretty good chance the NASDAQ also could be down. That's a, you know not always true, but in the short term, you can usually see that. Then three months, this one is still short term, I would consider, but three months at least gives you one fiscal quarter. So this is a company's entire quarter, how they've performed over the last three months. Apple's down 13.64%. This is important because... This is going to give you more of a quarterly trend, obviously. And in this situation, it's going to be very tightly correlated with which is going on in the general uh, market. So stocks are down. Obviously, it's been a rough quarter, but Apple is actually faring pretty well. Being down 13% is much less than a lot of the companies I've talked about on here over the last couple of weeks. The next one going down is year to date. So as we progress further into the year, this obviously becomes more and more important. So this the year to date starts January 1st and goes through where we are today. So year to date, they're only down 8.74%. So that actually means, you know, that's going to weigh out ups and downs over essentially the longer we go into the year. Um, a longer period of time. So now that we're in April, that means, you know, we had a good January, a decent February for Apple, if I remember correctly, and then obviously a rough March. So that's, that's a really important when we talk about within a year, a company's performance. And then the last one on this performance chart is one year. So that's important to me because that's going to show me a full 12 months. That's going to have four quarterly earnings involved. It's going to have usually a year end earning involved to some degree, you know it always will, right? Yeah, always have one uh, yearly earning included. And that's just going to give you more of a macro trend of where the stock's heading. It, what this doesn't have, but you can see it in the chart above, I like to go way far out too. So you can go uh, three years and you can also go basically all. You hit all, which is as long as the stock's been on the market, what its trend is. This just gives you very, very, very macro directional um, movements of the stock. Um, what I'm looking for here is just like, has there been any major declines? Um, if it's growing, like Apple's kind of on an upward trajectory, they've had a few declines. And then I'm trying to go in and figure out why. If there's any major declines, um, you know, is it general market related? Was there something going on in the economy when that came down? Is it something that happened to this specific company, just to kind of wrap your head around what's the performance look like. So that's number one. Uh, I'll dive through that and look at those. The next thing, this is newer for me, I'm starting to pay a little bit more attention to this, is looking to see, okay, now I know the trajectory of the company. 
I understand a little bit of the background of the price and how that's changed over time, then I'm going to make a decision on what I think this company is. So for me and my portfolio, it could be one of two things. Number one, it could be a growth stock. So this is a company that I'm investing in today, fully believing that this is going to have exponential growth over you know the time frame I'm invested in it. Something like Apple definitely could still happen. You know, they they had their stock price has gone up and up and up, uh, but that be, Apple's becoming more and more of a behemoth that I I, I think is um, it's debated on whether they're still a growth stock or not. It, I would I would argue they are. It could be that. So it's a company that you think the stock price is small enough that you get in today, it's going to grow enough that you're going to make real money off of. Number two, it could still be a growth stock like Apple. This is a good example. Or it could be a company that you think is going to be a stable company to add value to your portfolio that also pays dividends. In that way, you can generate extra income off of the dividends for the life of your investment. So those are the two different things I'll, I'll decide. And it really just depends on what I'm looking for to diversify my portfolio at the time. There's not a right or wrong answer to this. It's just something you really want to get out into the open. Really quick, the next thing I usually bounce to is their next earnings date. So one thing to be cognizant of, and I will do a deep dive as a few uh, big earnings reports come out in the coming weeks. But you want to be careful when you're going to throw your investment in around when earnings for a company's stock are. So for example, if Apple is about to release earnings next week, depending on what your strategy is, if you're looking to be a short-term investor in Apple, this could be a good or a bad time to invest. It's kind of a risky time, right? Because usually when they announce quarterly earnings, depending on what the news is in that earnings report, it could swing the stock drastically in the short term. So if you're someone who's just looking to be safe, get in for long-term investment, sometimes you want to kind of wait out an earnings season and you kind of want to wait until the news has kind of done its swings and kind of like fallen and gotten steady. Just something to, to think about because that, that can be important. Um, let's see. So those are the big things. Um, and there's two other main parts that I really do. And this is, again, this is a high level if I'm throwing any type of investment in that I think is uh, worth my time to review. This is one that I would strongly suggest people do. This, though, I will say is definitely more in my camp of something I just love to do. This is the nerdy finance side of me. But it is important as I look through the big three. I'm not going to go in detail through each of what the big three are, and I'm calling it the big three. I'm not sure if anyone actually calls it that besides me, but uh, the big three are the big three financial statements that every company that is filed with the SEC has to release each fiscal quarter. So what are the big three? The income statement, or as some people call it, a P&L statement, which stands for P&L is profit and loss. That's probably the most I would say popular one, but that's one that uh, most people have probably dealt with. If you are part of a business or run a business, you obviously will have a good idea of what a PL or income statement is. They're the same, they're the same thing. The next one is a balance sheet. And the third one is a cash flow statement. So why do I spend time looking at these? So I mean, I'm number one, I'm a finance guy. So if I'm gonna put money into a company and become a shareholder, I wanna understand the health of the business. And these big three things are really keys to understanding the financial health of any company. So I'll, I'll high level go through these. 
okay, your income statement is really what I I like to call this, and I'm, this is not like market sentiment, and this is not like maybe a, necessarily an equal belief across the board, but I like to think of the income statement or the P&L as the monthly and quarterly and yearly because they, they they release them every quarter, which is made up of three months, and then every year you have an annual report. I like to look at those as like the quote unquote scorecard, right? So this is what most companies um, every year like plan their budgets against. This is what they're trying to hit every year. Um, this is what's usually shared internally across the entire company with all employees. This is what's really important. And this is what people really strive like for bonuses. So this is like kind of the bread and butter of a business. And what is it? So if you think of a P&L, just really high level, jump through. It's how much you make minus everything it costs to run the company and how much you had left over. In the simplest terms, that's what an income statement is. That's what a P&L is. Um, and there's a ton of information in there. You, so in MarketWatch, if you go, uh, let's see, at the top, or not the top, under Apple, under the charts, there are over, there's a bunch of different things you can click on. You can click on financials, and that takes you to, it starts off at the income statement. And so on below that, you see income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement. You can click on any of those. As you go down, it's it's set on annual financials. The drop down you can change to quarterly as well. But what's cool about this is it allows you to see um, trends. So basically, you can see sales trends, you can see cost trends, you can see different investments that have come in and out. So long story short, that's a huge one for me. The next one I'm going to go to, you, you can click on it if you're still following me, following me in Market Watch, is the balance sheet. So the balance sheet, and if any of you have taken even an accounting 101 class, this is really just your assets equals your uh, liabilities and shareholders' equity. It's that it's that simple equation, and it's basically going through and looking at uh, what what where where your assets as a company versus your liabilities and shareholders' equity. So this was another one that's really important. I take a lot of information from these and just, again, kind of a gut check on, are the, is this company making good, sound business decisions at the macro level? And the last one is a cash flow statement. So the cash flow statement is really showing you what they're doing with their cash. So the difference here is what this doesn't include is any, so this is basically a, a statement that's showing, I'm just going to simplify this a little more, is just showing the cash coming in and the cash going out purely cash. So what's different about this in today's modern business is this does not capture any sales on credit. So you think about like most business today, no matter what industry you're in, most of the sales are coming through as credit. And you're probably only getting, you're really only receiving the cash when you're receiving the payments um, from like a bank, right? If you use a credit card as a business. So those are the big three. Um, that's where I will spend. I will spend a lot of time in those, and, and there's not really a rhyme or reason to how much time is the right amount of time. I just look through it until I feel confident. And usually, if I if I feel like I'm taking away good insights, and I feel confident after looking through those three, and don't sound find any you know sounding alarms uh, at this point, if I've kind of got the green check mark on the first part gotten a green check mark on the big three statements, then it's kind of into the final round for me, you could say, if you're thinking of like an interview on if is, is this company worth my investment? And this one is, it's one of my favorites. And this is one that's constantly evolving for me. I'm kind of learning a little more here and there, but I did get this directly from Warren Buffett. So 
one of the big things that I would say, I don't know. I don't know what the percentage is. I would think most of my friends, family, people I've talked to about this have ne- had never thought about this part of investing until I had talked to them. But Warren Buffett uses this very strongly in his decisions to invest or not invest. And ready for this? This is the last one. Reviewing the leadership of a company. So actually going through researching the executive team, looking at their board of directors, who's on it, and understanding their backgrounds. Now this is a little more tedious, and I would be honest, I don't I probably don't do the proper amount of due diligence on this one that I would that I do for the other two parts on every single company. I had a high level, we'll definitely look at like the CEO, the CFO, uh, the C, like all of the C-suite, like the, definitely the executive team. I'll glance through them and see if I recognize any names. Um, another awesome thing you can do now with just the way technology has evolved is, you know, take top three, five people of the company and on Market Watch, you can actually see those. And I'm trying to get to it real quick. If I can't get to it, I will. I will follow up on how to do it. No, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you just go to their main, if you just go to the main overview page, you should be able to go to the bottom, and it'll it'll have who the CEO is. Yeah, you just go into their info, and you can see who CEO and other executives on the team are. So what I do actually, and this is maybe a little, this is funny, but I I'll actually go through the executive team. You can take their names, obviously, in the company, and put it into LinkedIn and find most of them, right, or all of them. I think I've never really not come across an executive of a of a uh, publicly traded company and not found them on LinkedIn. And what's awesome about that is you can go through and you can kind of learn where their career has taken them. And that can give you a little bit of a background of maybe like what's in their best interests, what industries and what timelines. So like, especially looking at what, where, what companies they were working for in really bad economic times over the last 20 to 30 to 40 years is also a I think it's a very interesting way to do it. I don't know all the ins and outs of how Warren Buffett does it, but he he definitely talks highly of making sure you understand who's leading this company, not just their performance in the past, not just their trajectory, but like who's steering the ship today. Uh, so I'll definitely go through, you know, see their backgrounds. And then another easy one is just Google their names. If, if you Google their names, a lot of times you can get a couple uh, press releases. Like if it's really important to you, you know, you can listen to a few speeches of theirs or talks. Just get an idea of who they are as a leader. Uh, so again, that one, that one is definitely the loosest component of my research. Not necessarily uh, the one that I spent a, the most time on, but as I've gotten deeper and deeper into investing, I'm starting to really want to understand more and more of who's leading these major companies in these major industries, learn more about their beliefs, their thoughts, their leadership styles. You can not only learn a lot from doing that part of it, just for your own growth and understanding of, of who's leading these major companies in our economy, but at the same time, you are getting a better and better understanding of who's leading the companies you're about to put your harder money into. So anyway, that's that's really it. Um, I can definitely go into more detail into the big three, into what I do from like running numbers on my end, 
But that really at a high level is the three components that I look at before I put my money into a stock. And again, I'm not a day trader. I'm not making decisions that quick. There are some people I know that are, you know, trying to get into stocks all day and out the same day. And so they're they're looking at short-term trends, maybe long-term trends and paying more attention to the news than anything else. I like to take the Warren Buffett strategy and I'm really trying to find healthy companies I try to ignore the news, the short-term beliefs of where this is going, and I'm trying to put my money into companies that I think over a long horizon are going to be winners. Uh, that's what's important to me. And honestly, I think that's what grows true wealth. I've heard very similar sentiment from people like Dave Ramsey, again, obviously Warren Buffett, and I think that's the real key to unlocking wealth is kind of closing your eyes, putting the blinders on short-term and focusing on long-term. However, unless you're into day trading, then that totally ignore that part. But that was a fun one for me. I've never just sat down and, and walked through how I do what I do. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Please, please, please ask any questions, poke holes in my methodology. I'd love to hear what you guys think. You can comment uh, in the show notes. And, oh, and one update. I just wanted to, this is an exciting moment for me i just want to add as a you know kind of a timeline and history for the podcast um we have finally after almost a year the first podcast ever recorded was almost a year ago uh we finally got approved for itunes uh apple podcasts so that's huge for us we've been i have to thank anchor anchor is the platform that we use to distribute and record a lot of these podcasts We've been on Spotify for a while. Spotify has been one of the biggest listener platforms. Uh, but I think if you're anybody who's trying to make a podcast, you obviously know that the one that's the most important right now and has been for a long time is Apple Podcasts, and we've not been on there. So now that we're on there, I just wanted to you know show some excitement. Got very excited about that, um, and of course we're on, we're going to be on YouTube. I need to start getting these on you know other platforms for social purposes and getting the word out that we're rolling ahead and things are going great. So anyway, just wanted to say that very excited. Today's April 10th, 2020. We are on Apple Podcasts finally. So anyway, have a great Friday. Have a great holiday weekend for you that are celebrating. And I will see you guys again. Um, might be recording more podcasts this weekend, potentially some guests finally going to get some people on here to talk to. So you don't just hear my voice for 20 or 30 minutes. Anyways, hope you guys have a great Friday. Hope you end the week strong. Be positive here in Chicago. It's a beautiful sunny day in light of all this coronavirus stuff. I think it's all we can do is really be positive. So thanks again for listening. Hope you guys learned something new today and uh, have a great day. Oh, hey there, everybody. Not quite done yet. Just wanted to add a little ending to today's episode. Uh, if you look in the show notes, don't forget, there's a few links there. The first one being a link to uh, my stock market rebound tracker. This is essentially a free Google Sheet tool for any of you to use and share with your friends um, that just basically maps out the stocks that I am keeping an eye on, uh, potentially looking to invest in 
and really just wanting to keep on the radar. So definitely check that out. And then if you are new to investing and really want to try it for yourself, uh, I would suggest using the second link in the show notes, which is basically a link to Robinhood, which is the platform I use for all of my investments. You get free trading, no commission fees whatsoever. And by the way, Robinhood is not a sponsor of the podcast, Um, but you will be able to get a free stock uh, by signing up using my link. So get after it, try out some investing. Uh, Thanks again for listening. And most importantly, stay positive, have a good day, and I will talk to you guys soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.